Factory Stock Podcast 2020 Season Opener, Take 2. The Lucas Oil Summer Nationals at Lucas Oil Raceway in Indianapolis, Indiana. The new start of the season, but champion Drew Skillman says he'll be up to his old tricks, competing for championships and... I mean, I'm still going to whip Bo's ass. That's really what I'm here for. And then, uh, you know, we we just got to keep out there, keep going. Belly has just got a shot of winning another championship as I do. And we'll see what happens. Drew Skillman coming up, going to talk championship and what they have been doing with this extra time. Also on the show, Mark Powick, the Cowboy, is back for the Dodge team. Do they have what it takes to score a championship, to win a Wally, to go out there and compete? The Dodge Challenger is ready, but what about Cowboy? Well, thinking that I walked away from racing for over 13 years, you know, on top of being competitive when I first came back and getting to a couple finals, not being able to bring a Wally in, it would mean the world to me. I came back wanting to win a couple national events. And, you know, it's a very, very competitive class. It's, it's a tough class to compete in. We've got all three brands, which is absolutely awesome. And it would mean the world to me if I could get another Wally in my trophy case. The Don Schumacher racing team of Mark Powick and Leah Pruitt going to be back in action. And to round out the manufacturers on this episode, the Chevrolet driver, just like in March, Scott Libisher, a two-car team. They've been testing. They're ready to roll. But what about race day? Who's got what? Let's hear from Scott. You know, the big question is, how, how are they going to run with the 4-inch pulley? You know, those Coyote motors are a piece of artwork. They are the double overhead cam. You know, we're dealing with uh, push rods and lifters. And they've got, you know, unlimited RPM. But we're doing our best. And I think it's going to be competitive. We found some horsepower. We found some RPM. And... Pretty much like we talked before the Gators, we're waiting for the big show to see uh, who's got what. You know, uh, when the tide goes out, you see who has the swim trunks on. Factory Stock Podcast, the Samtech Factory Stock Showdown season begins this weekend. Drew Skillman, Mark Powick, and Scott Libisher are going to take you through as all three manufacturers are represented in this take two of the season opener. My name is Joe Costello at WFO Joe on Instagram and Twitter. We'll also be joined by Brian Massengill from Samtech.edu. It's all coming up on this episode. Be sure to subscribe and get ready because Factory Stock Showdown is back. And it's all brought to you by the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. Start your education at full speed with samtech.edu today. Accelerate your career as a high-performance engine builder with classroom instruction and practical, hands-on experience. In the lab, on the dyno, and at the track. In addition to blockhead and CNC programs, Samtech now offers motorsport EFI tuning and an associate of applied science degree. And SAM is a military-friendly school approved to train veterans and other eligible persons under the GI Bill. Start your education at full speed. Go to samtech.edu today. All right, everybody, I know you're fired up for the start of the season. I know everybody's ready to go racing. Let's start it off right with the champ. He is the Samtech Factory Stock Showdown champion from 2019, which feels like a long time ago. Mr. Drew Skillman is back. Drew, welcome back, champ. Hey, how you guys doing? Glad to be back. I'm glad. All right, so where we last left off, where we really last left off was your pit area at Gainesville doing an attention in the pits for NHRA social media, talking about the car, how excited we all were, all the work you put in in the offseason to go out there and deal deal with a, a title defense. And it was maybe an hour after that that we got word that things were going to be stopped and canceled, and now here we are months later getting ready to start the season in Indianapolis at the Lucas Oil Summer Nationals, July 18th and 19th. Just tell me about the whirlwind, everything that happened since then from your perspective. Well, you know, when the world stops, it gets interesting for everybody. And, you know, the we were deemed an essential business, so we, we got to stay open. And unfortunately, a lot of businesses around our town, you know, didn't get open and it's been tough on everybody and we've been more focused on, you know, just keeping our employees, you know, 
in a job than really worried about racing the past couple months, but we're, we're definitely ready to get back. Um, I know my race team definitely is. They put a ton of work in over the winter time and a lot of R and D time and we're ready to see what it can do in the nature tracks. So, and yes, we had seen some big numbers and we had seen like, like let's set the table where we were versus where we are. Uh, the questions that we had and our listeners are invited to go back and listen to the first episode of 2020 take one. This of course is take two, but NHRA had played with the rules a little bit and we were uh, unsure of where we were, but we had still seen some good ETs. Um, where have and how have things evolved since then? Um, you know, it's, it's evolved quite a bit um, on the NMCA side, which is another series that we run. I mean, we're running the 760s. So um, Trip Carter went uh, 757 the other day when we were over in Ohio. We did a little grudge race against all of us. And, uh, you know, it was, it's impressive. There's some really fast cars out there right now. And competition this year is going to be extremely tight. And it looks like the Dodgers aren't going to be able to run this year because they didn't actually plan on building the 50 cars, which is mandatory in the rules. They have to have a minimum of 50 cars. And they were trying to just uh, rebrand their old stuff as the new car, and they're not quite allowed to do that. So it's going to be a uh, Ford and Chevy show if they're going to be on their old combination. But I think you're going to see a lot more seven-second passes. I think most of the fields are going to be in the seven-second ranges now and a lot more consistent rounds uh, just from the runs that we've made. Uh, doing some grudge racing, like I said, everyone's getting down. So it's getting a lot more pro stock esque. People are really learning their combinations, and it's going to be a battle this year. Well, I'm very excited for that. I'm a little disturbed. You know, we've got to, at the time of this interview, we've reached out to Mark Powick and Scott Libisher so that we have each of the manufacturers uh, represented the exact same show we did. In March, we're just doing it again to check in with everyone so we have a good baseline. And so you're you're uh, breaking a little news to me. I'll be interested to see how that all turns out with the Dodges. You know, I, we have spoken many times. The more manufacturers makes it better. But you've got to have that. That's what the complication of this is being a stock style category. There's got to be cars that race. Yeah, absolutely. The manufacturer actually has to be involved. Um, that, that's our biggest strength for this class that it's a true manufacturer class and uh we got to keep it that way absolutely so you mentioned a 757 i know the rules in nmca are different and they let you guys spin them really hard one of the discussions that we've had over all of last year about keeping the cars within a range and you know that i agree with you that we want to go fast and the 80 number that was thrown out there with an occasional 799, I just don't think it's realistic or possible to hold them back that much. It's just not. But at the same time, I've often heard that the certification on the chassis is only to 750. And so all of a sudden that number, David Barton even told us, he's like, man, that number is going away quick. We're getting rid of the, the gap between there. How will that, like, what, how does that weigh on your mind? Um, it's, it's evolution. And you can either fight it or you can accept it and try to learn how to overcome it. Um, if we start running 750s, start running 740s, it's, it's the nature of the beast. Um, none of us are going to quit trying to go faster. I promise you that. Um, I know I'm not done yet, but it's it's going to happen. I mean, top fuel cars aren't going to slow down on their own. Pro stock cars aren't going to slow down. It's just, it's not going to happen with us either. And it's not an index class. So, and that, that's, I, they've, they were attempting to turn into an index class, which I'm glad they steered away from now, but they just they need to be, you know, realistic. It's we're gonna go faster. We just gotta figure out how. And if it means adding some safety equipment or adding some and this is where chassis knowledge, of course, comes into play, bars and supports and all of these things that would Absolutely. make the car sa uh, safer, uh that's what we have to do. Yeah, I mean the the first thing about racing is, you know, make sure you don't die. <laughs> so, you know, take the responsible steps if you're going to race this class you need to be willing to do the responsible things and that's wearing correct safety equipment and updating your chassis to what it takes to run at the speeds we're running no i, I love where your head's at and uh, to me that's why people watch this stuff that's the reason that and the close racing yeah. and the rivalries right the ford versus chevrolet or the u versus bow the smack talk that goes back and forth so this race the lucas oil summer nationals of course everybody 
uh, knows there's back-to-back races in Indianapolis, and the first one will have pro stock, and the second one will have factory stock, and they're they're keeping a, you know things separate and a limited crowd and all of that. But given the nature of this season now, that it's just so different, it's so weird, bizarre, it will be remembered for the rest of our lives. Winning this one race, you want to win every race. But this is one of those one-off super races that will be remembered for a lifetime. I'm sure that's on your mind. Yeah, of course. Um, it's another chance to win Indy. Even though it's not the Indy race, it's still at Indy, and it, it means just as much to me to do that. So it's it's important that we come out with a good start, and that's also how we're starting our season. So you, your first step is the most important one, and uh, we, we just we got to go out there swinging with the confidence we had last year. And the rest of the season will be very compressed. At the start of the year, we had carved out this amazing schedule that I think everybody loved, where every team had some time between races to reset and service their cars and maybe get some parts. You know, who knows what was going to happen. That is now out the window through no fault of of anyone. Uh, But here we are. So what's that challenge going to be like? You know, it's a challenge. It's... uh... It's not an impossible test, but there's a very real possibility I may miss races. I mean, it, it's just part of it. You know, sometimes, I mean, I'm also in business, so if, if work comes first, and if I can't take that time off, it's just I'm not going to be there. If I don't have an engine, I'm not going to be there. It's just, it's part of it. It's it's not how I make my livelihood. It's what I love to do, but, you know, sometimes you just can't make everything work the way you want it to. So we're just going to have to be intelligent about it, and hopefully... Um, keep our mechanical stuff together and hopefully business is going good enough where we don't have to sit here every day and have some time to go play. Now, I understand from, you know, news, uh, you would be a firsthand example of this, you know, like the car business. I hear the car business, maybe it's not what it was before and how could we possibly expect it to be, but that people are still buying cars. Like when you need a car, you got to buy a car. It's not the kind of thing that you can just uh, sit on and not do. No, no, you're 100% correct. The car business is still great. Um, you know, it's it's the economy is it's it's taking a hit, so it's just going to be part of it, and we just have to prepare ourselves for those those decisions of what's happened, um, what our government decided to do, and how our people decide to respond is, you know, it's to be seen. And we were we're very positive about it. We think the future is still looking really good, and we're still going to go racing. But we just got to we got to get through these tough times. I think we're still about a year out. And, it's going to be weird for the next year or so. I see. Hearing you say that, Drew, I, I that's my time frame as well. Like, this is not going to just vanish. It's going to linger, unfortunately, but that, that is the case. On that note, okay, nobody loves talking about this. We want to talk about horsepower and wheel stands and reaction times and getting out there and watching you, uh, you know, have a little fun, do what you do best. But to do that, we all have to do some other things to keep our, ourselves safe, to keep our team safe, to keep people happy. You you guys are in a weird spot in that fans normally can walk right up to Drew Skillman and say, hey, man, what's up? Tell me about your car. Wow, this thing's awesome. Let me take a picture and shake your hand. And now we're in a, a different universe. How are you guys going to handle that? You with fans, you with the team? Have you thought about all that? Um, I, I kind of play everything from the hip it, it just is what it is you can't can't be afraid to live um you know there, there's still this is a terrible disease and it's a horrible we're going to take the correct precautions that we're asked to take and you know it's we just ask the fans to do the same you know take care of yourself wash your hands you know minimum human contact this is what we got to do for a little bit and we'll get back to normal we'll get back to pictures and high fives and all that good stuff but right now we're just it's it is what it is Nothing wrong with a nice wave, right? Like, hi, Drew. Yeah. What's up, man? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, you can you can talk six feet away. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. I mean, I'm a you know the Italian American heritage comes out. Like, I like to give you a pat on the shoulder or something. Sometimes I can't control it. That's the way it is. But now I can control it. I don't want to pat anybody on the shoulder. They don't want to pat me on the shoulder. I'll just wave at you. That's right, Drew. Thumbs up. Yeah. Later, bud. And yeah. uh, we're still friends. Yeah, this is what it is right now. It is what it is. So the excitement level, though, um, are you are you at uh, full blast in terms of excitement? You still a little apprehensive? The idea of getting out there—you've done some racing already, but this is big show stuff, next level. Oh, I, I have no fear to go out. That, that, that doesn't worry me at all. I'm I'm interested to see 
how the show is ran. That, that's what I'm most interested. I want to see how they're they're planning on you know moving forward with their season. I'm going to come out this weekend and uh, watch a little bit and just kind of get the lay of the land and see what it's going to be like. And you know, hopefully they you know, just let us race. That's what we're all here to do. That's what the fans want to see. And we just got to get in there, be efficient, and just do what we're supposed to do and get the hell out of there. There it is. I, I love it. Drew, thank you very much for joining us on Factory Stock Podcast as the champ, the face of the category, one of uh, several who really have done a great job of like driving this forward. Uh, it has been a little bit of a, a dark period, but now we're about to come back yeah. into the light. We're going to race. It's going to be fun. And you and your dad, uh, you know, I think he really wants to knock you off the top. What say you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm still going to whip Bo's ass. That's really what I'm here for. And then, uh, you know, we, we just got to keep out there, keep going. Belly has just got a shot of winning another championship that I do, and we'll see what happens. I love that you keep your perspective. You know what the audience wants. They want to hear Drew and Bo battle back and forth on Factory Stock Podcast all year long and lay the smack down. Good job. Absolutely. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. There he goes, the champ, Drew Skillman, ready for the first race of the 2020 title defense in the Samtech Factory Stock Showdown, just like he was prior to the Amelie Motor Oil Gator Nationals. And we're doing that show again. That's what we're doing. Brian Massingill said, let's just do that show again. Check in with the three drivers from the three manufacturers and see what's up. And so our next guest, known as the Cowboy, representing the Mopar crowd with his Dodge Challenger. Joining us now, Mark Powick. Mark, welcome back. How are you? Good, Joe. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited that you guys are going racing finally next weekend in Indianapolis, the Lucas Oil Summer Nationals. Are you ready? Uh, we're ready. And I got to tell you, it's an honor for me to follow the world champ, Drew Skillman. So uh, you already are off on a good foot, Joe. Yes. Well, but you know, he did say he did. Uh, and he did say something that he felt like was true. And I guess I'll have to ask you if it is true in terms of dodges and parts. And are you able to get the new parts and the new parts going to happen? That kind of stuff. He kind of put it out there. I was un- unaware. Um, so just give us the lay of the land. Like what's up with your team and your car? What uh, what specs will you be running in this first race? Unfortunately, we're going to be running the same specs we ran in 2019. Um, with the pandemic, you know, there were some changes and we couldn't get the new cars out. So we currently have the combination that we finished the end of the year with, and, uh, we'll be, we'll be competing the rest of 2020 with the combination we ran in 2019. Got it. Well, those final couple of races though, you guys had really come around and I recall you being very competitive at the final couple of races. And so NHRA has done some rules changes with pulleys, et cetera, and so on. And, you know, with the pandemic, I think our whole uh, values system, like I think we're just appreciative to be able to race. How true. You know, I was on my way back from Las Vegas from a convention. I landed in Houston on my way to Gainesville, and I got a text that the race was canceled and basically spent the next two months down in Florida, even though I live in Ohio, when the pandemic hit. And, uh, you know, what a change of life for all of us. I mean, I'm just so happy that the whole DSR team is able to get back out on the racetrack and NHRA's worked so hard to be able to get clearance from the state of Indiana. And uh, let's just hope that, you know, we have, uh, with reduced fans, we we put on a great show the next two weeks and the weather cooperates and we continue to run the rest of the season. Exactly. And, that, and that's it. And that's been my goal. And I've been preaching a little bit to my listeners like, guys, do what they ask you to do, even if you don't want to do what they ask you to do. Just do it so that we can keep racing and uh, whatever they ask. It's not going to be that extreme. Just social distance and wear the mask in certain situations, et cetera. Now, what about uh, what about the team in the car? Were you able to do any testing? Were you able to get it out there uh, prior to this event that's going to happen? We plan on testing this Friday at Indy. They've opened up a test session, a one-time session, which normally I believe it's seven days. You cannot test at a national event track before the national event. But NHRA was kind enough because we were not able to do anything the last couple of months to give us a day on the track. And with this hot, humid weather, you know, looking at racing, Gainesville, September, I mean, Atlanta, we've got to bring a different package out because we're going to be racing at facilities that we have never raced at before with the kind of weather conditions we're going to be dealing with. And how does that affect the car other than it makes it slower and trickier and harder? 
You know, the cars with the blowers are a lot different than tuning a carbureted car when I used to run pro stock, but the track is going to be, I'm assuming, a lot greasier. We're going to have to pull power back to be able to get off the starting line down the racetrack. So it's going to be a tuner's race, and i got to be believe that Kevin Helms will, is with the best of all the best, and uh, he's going to figure out a way to get Lee and I's car down the racetrack. You have been fighting for this first win since you got back, and it's uh, we've had you on the show several times and, and spoken on my WFO radio podcast as well at the, the, the closing the circuit, right, like coming back and getting a win. And this win in particular would be extra special because of just how hard everyone has had to fight to just get to the racetrack. Spoke with Drew, going to speak with you, going to ask Scott a little bit later on, but if this could be that win, the one that breaks through and you get, uh, what would it mean uh, given all the just the challenge that everybody has gone through? Well, thinking that I walked away from racing for over 13 years, you know, on top of being competitive when I first came back and getting to a couple finals, not being able to bring a Wally in, it would mean the world to me. I came back wanting to win a couple national events. And, you know, it's a very, very competitive class. It's, it's a tough class to compete in. We've got all three brands, which is absolutely awesome. And it would mean the world to me if I could get another Wally in my trophy case. That would be spectacular. Uh, now, obviously, there are going to be some different rules. You mentioned fans, going to have fewer fans. But I have been a big proponent. You know, NHRA.TV goes around the world to NHRA members. That I would imagine it's going to be a blowout event. Both of these events are going to be blowout events for the NHRA.TV and the hardcore fan who wants to log on and watch uh, Factory Stock Showdown. Uh, I know you guys want to put on a show, and that's the whole goal for the whole sport, whether it be the Mellow Yellow Series on Fox Sports or these cars. And then at the same time, there's a championship on the line. Like, who knows how many races it'll be, but at the end, whoever's got the most points, that's going to be your champion. Yeah, I'm thinking that we have not run a national event yet this season, Joe. Anything could happen. You're exactly right. And let's hope that we can get our whole race season in. Um, but who knows? I know the cases are spiked again. Hopefully get them out of control, get them under control. And uh, But anything can happen right now. And I feel Leah and I are in as good a position as – with the Dodges as the Fords or the Chevys, and uh, we're going to do our best as part of the Don Schumacher racing team to go out there and kick some butt and uh, win a national event. For all the people that are going to be watching virtually, you know, we're going to do the best we can to give them a show that they want to come back and watch again. Oh, that is that is tremendous. Now, let's get us a uh, recap us on, you know, the car went through some different stages at this the second half of last year. Like you had a problem in the first half, just getting it all hooked up. And then you spent a lot of time working on the chassis and you were able to take some top spots in those final couple of races. It seemed like chassis work was a lot to do with that. Has uh, anything been updated since what was supposed to be the start of the season? Or are you in the same situation as you were, as you were rolling into Gainesville? Our car has not been touched since we tested uh, before Gainesville at Gainesville at the baby Gators and we're going back out, you know, hopefully we can put the right package together and the test Friday at Indy, but our car is virtually unchanged motors, converters, transmission, suspension, nothing's been changed. They've been kind of sitting there just uh, soaking up the rain. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Now what about Kyle? Tell me about what he's up to. I know his, uh, his racing career is advancing and I know he's doing some bracket racing. He's like your, uh, you know, car chief, so to speak. Uh, connected to you when you're on the starting line, giving you the data as you go down the racetrack, what happens, you know, in the run uh, behind you, if the guy uh, is off the throttle, et cetera. Um, you know, how's, uh, how's he doing? Is he excited? Because you're keeping this as a, this is truly a family team with you. It is. Cassandra, my daughter, works for Don Schumacher Racing and Hospitality. And, you know, so she's, it's been a tough run for her too. Kyle ended up, both of our, our kids graduated in December. Hallelujah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle is working for a, a property management company in Cleveland and living at home right now. Cassandra lives in Indy working for DSR. I'm not sure Kyle's going to be able to make the test session on Friday. He's really committed to his job. They have a bunch of projects they're trying to compete, but he'll definitely be there next weekend. And I need him there. He's my, he's my strong, he's my strong uh, support. You know, he gives me the, the, the confidence to go out there and kick some butt on the tree and uh and my daughter's there with me too they always both show up on the starting line and that's one of the reasons that brought me back here after a 13-year hiatus because 
my kids were pretty young when I quit racing. My parents' health started to decline. They both really pushed me to want to come back because they love the sport so much. So it's such a cool feeling to be able to have both of them on the starting line. And my wife, Bonnie, ends up showing up once in a while, too. I get it after spending so many years with me at the racetrack. She doesn't want to do it every weekend, but it's a family affair, and it's just awesome to have all my family with me, supporting me when I'm not at the racetracks on the weekends. That is outstanding. Mark, thank you so much for coming on Factory Stock Podcast. Season 2 opener, take 2, as we get ready for the uh, Lucas Oil Summer Nationals first race of the Factory Stock Showdown season. Good luck getting that Wally. Good luck on the season. Obviously, have fun out there driving it, and uh, I can't wait to watch. Thank you so much. Joe, thank you. It's an honor every time you ask me to be on part of, on your podcast, and, and it's it's just so much fun to me. I look forward to every segment. Uh, thank you for including me. Thank you, Mark. Mark Powick with us here on Factory Stock Podcast. Don Schumacher Racing, Kevin Helms, Leah Pruitt. They'll be running the 2019 spec, but if you recall, they were quick at the end of the season. So that, for the Dodge fans out there, Next up, representing the Chevrolets, and you may recall from just a couple of months back, he was geared up and ready to go for the 2020 season. Let's find out how he used his time. Mr. Scott Libisher on the show. Scott, welcome back to Factory Stock Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good, Joe. Thanks for uh, letting me uh, talk again. I really appreciate it. Well, we we had such a great show, first of all. I felt like that kickoff to the 2020 season was fantastic. I was super excited to get out there. And, you know, the rest is history. Nobody wants what happened. But the good news is we're racing. We're racing in Indianapolis starting the season. And so what have you done with your time? We've done a lot of testing. We've... Uh, did a couple of races. Uh, we put one on with a couple of friends and uh, looking for horsepower. And uh, I'm going to try really hard to bring our A game uh, to Indy. And this is a, it's kind of different in that you guys never got to start the season. So it's a huge off season. So you got to find some power. You got to get all your ducks in a row. And now this is going to be a sprint instead of the great schedule with two weeks <laughs> between each race. You guys are going to be moving and grooving. Are you ready for that? I'm ready. We got a triple after Charlotte to Gators and then to St. Louis. And, uh, no, we're geared up, ready to go. We're almost ready. We're waiting on one engine, but we'll be ready. All right. <laughs> and you and Dan Condon, right? Two-car team? Yep. Me and Dan Condon, uh, Lenny Libersher will be in and out during the season, depending on our work schedule. We've got a family business to run, and uh, we'll have at least two cars at every event. Wow. That is incredible. Now, we spoke with Drew Skillman early on and Mark Powick, of course. Uh, Drew says that he feels faster. He feels like they've uh, successfully found power, found time, and uh, certainly on the NMCA side of things where they can really spin those Fords up. Uh, what about you in terms of this time? I knew you were feeling better from last year to this year. Like even the second half of last year, you guys were able to take a step forward. Uh, what about now? Do you feel like uh, you know, you've know you got a car that's going to be competitive with what the Fords are running out there? Well, we do. We do, Joe. And it's you know the big question is how, do, how are they going to run with the 4-inch pulley? You know, those Coyote motors are a piece of artwork. They are the double overhead cam. You know, we're dealing with uh, push rods and lifters, and they've got, you know, unlimited RPM. But we're doing our best, and I think it's going to be competitive. We found some horsepower. We found some RPM. And pretty much like we talked before the Gators, we're waiting for the big show to see uh, who's got what. You know, uh, when the tide goes out, you see who has the swim trunks on. So tell me about the, <laughs> I love that. Tell me about these match races you guys set up. I've always said, and we, you know, we love seeing these cars, period. When you show up at some smaller tracks or some small events, what kind of attention do they get, and what was it like? Um, we did a, we did a, a race at U.S. Uh, Dragway 42 in Ohio, and everybody showed up, and everybody got along well, and the, we ran NMCA rules. And the, the Fords are dominant. You know, we'd run low 770s with our Chevy, which was uh, fastest times ever. But the Fords, uh, I believe Skillman or uh, one of the Watson guys, you know, they ran a 650 or 757 with this Colt, you know, shaft, uh, Colt, or shaft conditions. Wow. But uh, we uh, we think we're going to be competitive in the hot weather. Just uh, 
it's the rest of the season is going to be uh, hot and sunny. Uh, maybe St. Louis in October might be a wild card, but other than that, I think we're going to be high 80s and mid 90s and lots of humidity. And uh, we'll see what happens. Plays into the hands of you guys a little bit, and we'll find out. And of course, the driver factors in. 22 cars on the entry list for the second race, the Lucas Oil Summer Nationals, July 18th and 19th. Has it been tough not having racing and getting used to that? I mean, you've had uh, some events to go to, but when you get geared up for a season and then the season doesn't happen, not only that, but you're dealing with the whole everybody, the world, the virus, the masks, just uh, staying safe, running a business. Has it been challenging? It has. Mentally, it's been challenging. Um, My wife, Kim, had uh, a hip replacement, so... She's doing great with that. She's about 85, 90% healed, been about five weeks. So we had, we dealt with that. And I think I did 23 races last year. And boy, when you're into the groove of something, you're in the groove. And when you're out, we're scrambling. You know, we did a couple of races with NMCA in that dragway 42. And it's like, we're scrambling at the last minute to get ready as usual. But once we get in the gear here with Indy, uh, they got an aggressive schedule, like you said for us. And, um, Get rocking and rolling and see what happens. End up in Vegas. Exactly. Now, this race is going to be special. I've, I've asked this question. People who are listening to my podcast on WFO and otherwise. I've, I've heard it before. But just the historic significance of the return of NHRA drag racing, is it's a big one. And the first race... Uh, at Lucas Oil Raceway, and now the second race, the Lucas Oil Summer Nationals, which is your first race in Samtech Factory Stock Showdown, to win this one race. Forget the championship, forget the points, forget anything. To come out of the box and be the first person to hold a Wally in this class after all that we've gone through, what would that mean? It's going to be epic. It'll be the, the dream we've all been chasing you know, for the last four or five years since this started. And uh, we're going to go for it. We're bringing our A game. We've got everything tuned to the max. And I agree with you. I was thinking about that earlier in the week. And we're ready. It's and special. Hopefully, uh, be there in the winner's circle. Yeah, that's special. Now, t- talk a little bit about the team car, Dan Condon, as well. So, you guys both with the 2020 Camaros. And you're new out of the box, meaning like, uh, you know, the most current version of that muscle car and they're really nice and obviously draws a crowd, but talk about the, the two car team and how you guys work together. This is our engine tuner along with David Barton, Ray Barton racing engine supplies our power. And we work as a team with uh, three or four other members and Dan's a great tuner. Him and David work good off of each other. And we've had some good results testing, trying different things, throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. And uh, we've got a pretty good game plan for it. You know, it's challenging with the schedule with two hits on Saturday and eliminations on Sunday. I'm really glad that they're letting us test on Friday, which they've never, you know, haven't done that in a long time, testing the same week as a race. And it's good, uh, though. It'll be crunch time when you get there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right, the the driving part, I always love to spend a little time on that because – uh, you know, we we can drive a Camaro. We can go to the rental car and get a nice six-cylinder convertible <laughs> Camaro, and it's going to look a lot like the inside of yours, except for you're going 170 miles an hour in a quarter mile in under eight seconds. And that's, you know, that's where everything changes. But these cars are not easy to drive. Take the audience in there and uh, realizing that, you know, reaction times are at a premium now to win these races. You got to be on the tree. You got to get down the track. You got to know when to give up on it because we've seen that's a that's a big part of it too. You've got to keep this car uh you got to serve this car's got to survive these races and maybe you got to give up one race to go through the end of the season. You do. The track's not prepped, you know, past the 330 very well and you got to know when to get out of it. I had a race against uh, Archie Cone a couple years ago at Bristol and it was a pedal fest all the way down and he got me right at the end because we're spinning all over the place. But NHRA's been prepping the track a little better. You know, when you come up in the staging lanes, I like getting in the car a little early, just going over my procedures. You know, we've got, uh, you know, a couple of steps we have to do, you know, before the burnout, you know, the intercooler pump, the return on the race pack, you know, make sure you get back in the gear, which is number one for leaving the starting line. Uh, we leave on a, you know, on a two-step on a foot brake, no trans brake in this. So there's a lot of stuff going through your head 
a lot of stuff happens in that first, uh, you know, 1.1, 1.2 seconds in, in our 60 foot. And uh, it's exhilarating. It's, uh, it's exciting, and I look forward to it. I thrive on it. I'm, I'm sure. Let's dig deeper on that, uh, on the foot break thing, because I don't think people realize uh, that, you know, it's stock eliminator style rules. So it's not like you have a trans break or a trans break button or any of that. So from what I understand, most people have a, a switch, like a button on the brake pedal that activates the, the, the two step to keep the starting line RPMs in place. But then you're you're pretty much stabbing the gas. Right. And a lot of times we're shifting uh, with the wheels in the air, the one, two. And, you know, with the Chevrolets being behind the Fords a little bit, we're getting maximum RPM out of these within. We need to hit our shifts within 10 to 20 RPMs. And it's a little bit tricky on that one, two shift with uh, the torque converter flashing and the wheels in the air and seeing what's going on. It's uh, it's just it's something that you have to absorb in your brain. And when something goes wrong, it turns into slow motion and you try to correct it. And unless you've been in the position, it's really hard to explain that how much you can think in a seven second run, you know, a high seven second run of processing of what you're doing and trying to correct things. I believe it. I believe it. Well, that's what I think people really love. They love the cars and they love the fact that the drivers are doing something that is relatively extreme and I know that those four-foot wheel stands for 300 feet down the racetrack aren't really the quickest way down, but, boy, do they look cool. <laughs> I agree. We've been working on that a little bit. You may not see the, our Chevrolet, the, the, the Ray Barton Racing Chevrolet, uh, doing that big of wheel stands. We've got a little bit of a different setup. But sometimes trying to get that horsepower and your full timing into those nine-inch tires, you kind of run out of options, if, uh, you know, to get – to get get the cars to hook up and go, one hundred percent weight transfer. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just, sometimes it's a little too much. <laughs> As we've all seen. As we've all seen, exactly. Mid wheel stand, blow them off, crash to the ground. Uh, that's Samtech Factory Stock Showdown. Uh, Scott, appreciate you coming on the show again for the second time in a row as we try to start the season with Factory Stock Podcast. Really appreciate you representing the Barton-powered Chevrolets, and we've heard from each of the manufacturers, and uh, that's what's cool about this class. Everybody's got something to root for, whether it be the person, whether it be the car, whether it be the manufacturer. The, there is a reason to get behind these cars, and I'm excited to see this season get rolling, and I wish you luck. Uh, maybe we'll be speaking Thanks, on the next uh, one after a win. I hope so, Joe, and uh, we're stoked up. We're ready to go. Bring in the A-game. All right. Thank you, Scott. All right, Joe. Scott Libisher with us here on Factory Stock Podcast, and I have no doubt that they're, they're going to get a win at some point over the course of this season. they got a lot of effort going on. they got quick and fast hot rods. He's a very intense driver, and he is going to get the job done. So we have heard from a Chevrolet, a Dodge, and a Ford, including the champ, Drew Skillman. Now it is time to hear from the man from Samtech.edu himself, Mr. Brian Massengill. Brian, here we go again. Joe, how are you? Let's reset the season and let's, uh, well, I guess we never started the season, but let's get the season started uh, in these crazy times. And, and I'm excited to be on with you and, and talking to you. It, obviously, we text and talk throughout the, this forced off season, but, uh, but it's good to know that we're getting back to racing if I'm doing the show with you. And that means that we're getting close. And, uh, and I'm excited about that, man. Your idea, like when we discussed this episode, to just redo, redux the first episode of the season with these three great drivers from three manufacturers. We got 22 on the entry list as of time of recording. And so it's looking like people are chomping at the bit to get out there and have this season run for this championship and try to win this first race in Indianapolis, the Lucas Oil Summer Nationals. This is going to be a big one. This is. It really is. It's... Um... It's it's interesting to get up there, and it might not be the U.S. Nationals, but a, a win at Indy is, is a great thing to have, especially in this weird season that we're going to have now. To start your 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 year with a win at Indy um, and knowing that you're going to go back to that track the first time we've ever gone back to a track in the same season, that's going to be a lot of momentum. You're going to have some things figured out, um, and, and it's going to obviously propel you into a good start to the season and, and hopefully you can carry that momentum on um man it, it is i know that these drivers are, are chomping at the bit we had a divisional here last month 
Um, and obviously down in Division Four, we've got all the Stanfield team. Uh, Archie, I, you know, ran into Archie and, and Bell and and uh, Janik and and, and uh, Aaron, and, and they were testing some of their hot rods and obviously running the divisional. But but man, it, they are ready to go. You know, I've been on the phone with a bunch of the drivers just talking about, you know, hey, what happens to this? And I go, that is not up to me. Whatever happens, we're going to get whatever racing in we can. And that's the plan. Um, I, I'm just excited that we're going to start at Indy and we're going to take it one race at a time, I think, this season and, and see how, how long and how far we can get into the year. And I think that we're going to be able to get everything in. Um, I'm just excited. I agree. I think it's uh, I, I would imagine that everybody understands that f- flexibility is going to be what wins the day in 2020. The ability to prepare for the unforeseen, which still may be coming. Uh, but that having been said, this race here, like you want to get out in front, like you want to get out in front because you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Well, and yes, you, you, you've got to get your points early because if we get a shortened season and suddenly we only ended up with seven and you were hoping to do things on the back end of the season and that back end doesn't come, well, buddy, I, you just, you, you're a little uh, out of luck on that deal, you know. So they, uh, they've had a lot of time, more time than they've ever had prepare these cars and, and these engines and everything and, and I've talked to some of the teams about okay well what's your plan with everything being uh, with all these races being so tight and so close and maybe not being able to get back home and and the answer was very simple we're going to have a lot of engines ready to go on that trailer we're going to have a lot of transmissions we're going to have a lot of spare parts um, there's some talk of maybe even a spare car if things got a little hairy, um, where one team that has a bunch of drivers could maybe, okay, well, we got to either rob some parts off of it or, hey, we're going to jump into that one for this race, that kind of thing, you know. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting season, and to see how these guys and gals handle this thing, uh, it, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be, it's going to show what this class means to these racers. Very, um, very and cool. That they're not just throwing money at things and, and not giving a damn. Because there's a lot of places that they could be aside from a racetrack, um, back to back to back to back to back to back weekends, you know. And uh, they they really do enjoy this class. And like I said, I, I'm very hopeful um, that we're going to get a full season in. Now we've seen some of the run, some of the testing. Mark Powick says that they haven't touched their car since uh, Gainesville, the Baby Gators, and they were ready to go. Drew Skillman said that they have had uh, many opportunities to test, and they've been out there. Uh, so did Scott as well. So I think that it'll be interesting to see where they all are. And I know that some of the numbers that have been coming up in NMCA rules package, 757, something like that, has been referenced a few times on this show. Now, that's not NHRA rules. NHRA rules, bigger pulley, little slower, etc. But the evolution of this package of these cars, it continues to happen. And so I, I'm just as curious how these cars are going to run. That having been said, we're in a different season now. It is uh, summer. It's greasy. It's hot. So what it takes to be successful early in the year, it's a totally different thing here mid-season where, or mid, mid-year where uh, getting hooked up to the track and you've got humidity in the air. It's a very different thing. It, it really is. So, I mean, you're going to have to pull a lot of timing at launch. And, and a 750 number, man, we're going to have to have some great air somewhere to, to really do that. Um, I think the NHRA is going to be um, checking things out as they do, but obviously they're not going to, they can't make any rules changes if it's not happening under their rules, you know? Um, so uh, whatever has happened in the NMCA, whatever has happened at some of these, uh, I, I'll call them uh, match races, um, you know, some of these other races that have, uh, that have had the showdown at them, while uh, the quarantine's been going on, those numbers don't matter because they're not under our rules. Um, we know that the NMCA rules are um, better for the Fords. I won't say that they favor the Fords, but there's the Fords can get away with a little bit more, and they're going to be quicker there. Uh, but when they have to make these bully changes, and I don't think for a second that these Ford teams or anybody isn't, I'll call it practicing or you know getting some passes in, under our rules also. I think that they've been running NMCA rules um, and going to some NMCA races, but at the same time, I think that they are definitely working on things for the NHRA, SamTech.edu factory stock showdown. 
I think, though, that's something that's interesting that just to highlight that during this period that these cars are worthy of and capable of match racing, period, tells me a little something about oh, yeah. what we have created. I mean, yeah, we kind of saw it last year with um, with uh, Bo and, and, and Dave Kramer. You know, they, they went and had a match race for a bunch of money at uh, – Orlando. At, uh, wait, I don't even remember if that was last year or was that. Well, it was. Year? It was this year. It was the last that was in Orlando, race. Orlando, right? That yes. was this year. Oh yes. my goodness. Was it? I can't remember. It was. Everything kind of blurs together into pre-COVID and and post-COVID. It was pre-COVID. Um, it was the last event before COVID. It was like the last thing that happened before COVID at the Gator Nationals. Bo Butner, Dave Kramer. It's all. It's well known because uh, Dave Kramer called Bo Butner a used car salesman. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and that was that was in Orlando at the um, door slammer event, right? Correct. Anyway, okay, okay. I'm not losing my mind. That was this year. Okay, maybe. I we, still, oh, I'm still not sure. Yeah, you're not regardless. the only one. We forgive you. We all feel it. Uh, regardless, yeah. The you know, it, it's something that I wish that we could have full fans, and I wish that we could do, be in front of everybody. But I think we're going to get a little bit more TV time, uh, especially when. We're especially at Indy, what is now Indy Two. Um, I, we're we're going to get more exposure that way, and and I love being in front of the fans at the track, and, and there's just so much great energy, and everybody coming up and wanting to know more about these cars, and, and tell tell me their story about their cars, and tell the drivers, hey, you know, uh, I, it's it's something that you can see on the roads and see at the track, and it's it's so much fun to have something like that. Um, but, man, it, it's going to be good to get back to racing, uh, I will say. You know, we got to do it safely, and, and that's going to be one of the big keys. Um, it's going to be a bit of a pain, but it's better than the alternative, right? Yes. Um, Very- a little bit of inconvenience for a lot of bit of safety. So, On that note. But- we know a lot of the teams listen to this podcast, and we're very thankful for them to listen and share and post on their Facebook for their friends and family to get excited about the category that they invest in. But this is also a good opportunity for you to speak to all the competitors and the teams about things like that, uh, safety, doing the right thing, you know, masks and all that stuff, Looking, g- g- giving the right view that we're trying to do this right. That is what's going to enable us to continue the season uh, if people flippantly like kind of skirt the rules or don't really uh, abide by them, that's the kind of thing that could hurt us. And we really want to finish this season. So speak on that a little bit. Well, it is. You know, there, it's it's going to be easier to have one set of rules for every NHRA race across every state and every city that we go to because every state and every city that we're going to have different rules. Um so I, I don't want to hear, oh, well, you know, locally here, we don't have to do this. It doesn't matter. We're at the NHRA's track, at the NHRA's event. They are making the rules, and we need to abide by them. Please. My, I've got a 70-year-old dad and a mom in her 60s, and, and you know, I, I don't want to come back from a race and get them sick and then have something terrible happen to them. A lot of our competitors are not spring chickens and, and they need to, you know, take care of themselves, but also take care of their loved ones and stuff. And the mask help, they will. Um, I know it's going to be a pain in the butt, but y'all are racers. Y'all are tough. I've met every single one of you and, and all of y'all are tough, but, uh, but let's, let's listen to what the NHRA says. Let's do things the right way. Saying, saying that you do all your normal routines on your cars and on your engines and everything else like that. These safety precautions are in there for a reason, man. Um, and we've got to we've got to keep everybody safe, not just ourselves. There you go, Brian. Final thoughts as we get ready for the first race of 2020 here in the Samtech.edu Factory Stock Showdown, race two at Indy, the Lucas Oil Summer Nationals, a one-off race. There'll be three Indy races in the 2020 season in total. Uh, this one for Factory Stock kicks us off. A final thought or two. Man, it, it is going to be an interesting year. Um, we're going to, you know, we're going to learn if these teams can handle, and I know they can, but if, if the series can handle, um, you know, some back-to-back races. I know we've had them in the past, but seeing the speed of which this is going, and that might lead to, uh, you know, a couple more races here or there. Uh, maybe some bringing the races closer together. 
in terms of uh, time off between them. And this is going to be a very, very interesting experience for everyone. And I, I appreciate your patience and, and all the hard work that y'all have done up to this point and all the hard work that the racers are going to put in to this uh, class over the coming months. And, and it is going to be a pain and it is going to be tough, but I know every single one of these racers personally, and, and they are very tough people. Um, they wouldn't be doing this. They wouldn't be in this class if they didn't have the time, energy, and effort uh, to to put into the class. And nobody's going to take it half-assed. And uh, we're going to see some really good racing. We really are. Very exciting, Brian. Thank you so much for joining us once again, Sam Tech Factory Stock Podcast. And the next time we speak, hopefully, we'll have winners to talk about. We'll have racing to talk about, and we can actually get this season started off. Right. Thank you so much. Appreciate what you do. And uh, here we go. 2020 kicking off in July. Have a good one, Joe. Thanks so much, buddy. And there he goes, Brian Massengill with us here on Factory Stock Podcast. Hey, everybody. It's been a couple of months. It's been like 140 days, but we are back to racing. And all you folks who have been supporters of this podcast, share the show, tell your friends, encourage them to subscribe because we have got to blow this thing up this year in the good way, not in the bad drag racing way. We got to blow this thing up this year and get everybody locked in on Factory Stock Showdown presented by Samtech.edu. You had Drew Skillman talking smack to Bo Butner, breaking some information on the Dodges. Powick backs it up, thinks he's still quick and fast. And Scott Libisher, when the tide goes out, you find out who's got their swim trucks on. It's going to be very interesting, very fun. And I want to say, I know a lot of people on the inside of the sport, crew guys, team members, sponsors, all listen to this podcast. First of all, I appreciate you and you coming back to the podcast. You got a new episode waiting for you. But inside stories and information, you can forward it along. We'll try to include it. We want to make sure the spotlight is white hot on Factory Stock Showdown here in this crazy 2020 season that is upcoming. Brian was great. The whole idea with masks and do it right, just want to be able to continue to race. Don't want to have any reason that somebody says, yeah, they're not doing it right. Let's do it right. All right, everybody, that's going to do it. Thank you so much. Good luck this weekend. Lucas Oil Raceway and races mean race winners. And on the next episode, you will hear from the winner. Whoever gets it done here at the Lucas Oil Summer Nationals, the first race of the 2020 Factory Stock Showdown season. I'm Joe Costello, along with Brian Massengill, Mark Powick, Scott Libisher, and the champ, Drew Skillman. Thank you for listening to this episode. Subscribe, write a review, check it out wherever you get your podcasts. This is Factory Stock Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Start your education at full speed with the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. Accelerate your career as a high-performance engine builder with classroom instruction and practical hands-on experience in the lab, on the dyno, and at the track. In addition to the block head and CNC programs, Sam now offers motorsport EFI tuning and an Associates of Applied Science degree. And Sam is a military-friendly school, approved to train veterans and other eligible persons under the GI Bill. Start your education at full speed. Go to samtech.edu today.